prologue episode of the Scottish CEO show is my amazing life coach, friend, international dancer who has danced for Elton John, One Direction, Little Mix, but now, most importantly, Chloe, you have decided to dedicate your life to helping others by empowering them through a journey of self-development. Welcome. Mm, thank you. <laughs> How does it feel? You know when like, big people get the intros and they're like, whoa, that's, I feel like that's my first intro. I'm like, okay. You're a big deal. I'm in the room. You're in the room. She's arrived and she's ready to go. Yes. So, Chloe, let's tell everyone that is listening, that is watching, let's tell them a little bit about you. Let's tell them the real Chloe Ferns. Let's tell them Chloe Ferns, then let's tell them now the Chloe that we know, the Chloe soul hubbing Chloe. Let's tell everyone. Give us a summary of who you are and why you're sat here today. My name is Chloe. I grew up in a place called Govan. Oh, stunning. Nice stunning. and sunny there, isn't it? Sunny Govan. Is that right the... beside the beach? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, for most people coming from Scotland, we've all had a pretty tough time. I'm not saying everyone, but the majority of people, we have had a rough ride. And I feel like, for me, what that done was really initiate, like, a different path. Do you think it gives you... I always say, right... Like, there's, I am not, there's no hiding in me that I would say. I'm like, I'm for the Bronx, you're for the Bronx, right? Yes. The Bronx of Glasgow. Yes. But what do you think that gives you? Because that's something that I find so interesting. And honestly, I'm really digging into this because it is so, we're so, um, it's been really taught that when you come from nothing, when you come from a council estate, when you've been mm. through this trauma, that your destiny is one way. And really now, and why I'm so passionate about the work that mm. I do is, Coming from that is what makes you. But I also think coming from that is like, what have you got to lose, right? What have you is got what to I lose? always say to people. I'm like, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to go up to the job centre, you're going to go up to the housing and you're going to say, I've fucked it, going to give me a house in the scheme. Whereas if you give it, you're all, and you work mm. like fuck, then great things will happen. And see the, see just in life and in the work that I do now, like these things that happen to us, these trials trauma. and tribulations and trauma that we go through, if you are willing to go to the depths of that, and it took me a long time and it's still a pro, I mean, mm. it's a lifelong it's a process. process, right? But when you're willing to go to these depths of yourself and and bring and surrender and be vulnerable and you know like i always say it, but own your story uh-huh. it's there's a freedom that comes there's success that comes there's no opportunity but there's no do insights. you not think right by like owning your story it. right it's like i always say this i'm an open book you're an open book right yeah. ask me what you want about me and i will tell you because i don't have anything to hide right i'm like what you see is what you get yeah. The name of Lord Sugar's book, might I add. Uh, but if you look at someone like Maya Jama, right? Yep. Do you know this her story? No, really. So I was actually just talking about this yesterday. So Maya Jama's parents, sorry, her dad specifically, had basically been brought up through the prison system. Okay. And every single time that girl gets a job, it gets trailed back in and okay. trailed back in. Why do you think? But, but then you look at her and you think, do you think Maya Jama gives one monkey? No, because she's the love of your talks. She's sitting back on great. You know, the Daily Record of Birmingham can write about her, but she's obviously, she's out there, she's doing her thing, she's not interested. So and talk I, about that. And I also feel with that as well, like I, I, do, I actually was thinking about this the other day, I developed that from young, so my, my dad specifically was mm-hmm. quite a heavy drug addict so I had that thing of going to school like your dad's a junkie uh-huh. like I, I dealt with that very mm-hmm. young and it almost so gratefully did I, I from very young did not identify with like 
the people that I was not no not identify, mm-hmm. but my story was not a reflection of, yeah. of theirs, right? So I was my own person, and I thought, like, I don't need to be you? tied into that. Yeah. Like, I'm my own person, mm-hmm. and I feel like from the age of four, three, four, like dance was always your escape. Uh, my escape, which right? probably leads us on to like tell me about how you went from you know a girl from Govan to being and Elton John's music videos to touring the world with One Direction because that's quite a jump. <laughs> Tell us about that. A, a long, it was a long, <laughs> rough, it was a hustle. It was a lot of mega buses. It was a lot, I mean, on that mega bus, <laughs> I had shoes fall on my head, I had alcoholics fall on top of me and I mean, I had a lot. I got, would be getting in fights, like it was But what did that teach lot. you? It, oh, it ta- I mean, it taught, one, it taught me that like if I want to get something, I didn't, you know what, was it even hard at the time? Now I look back to some of the experiences I've had or, you know, some of the positions I've been mm-hmm, in and been in. dangerous as well. Uh, a lot of I think like. that's so true. And you dangerous. think that, like, you as a dancer would have probably been putting your 16, 17 year old self on a megabus of people you don't know, but also walking about the streets of London oh, before an audition terrifying. and just pure brass neck. Well, would, that wouldn't have scared you then. No, no, no. And I would, I would just be like, I wouldn't even explain where I was going. I'd be like, I'll be back tomorrow, and I'd get to Buchanan. I don't even know how I never got there. Buchanan bus station, do that megabus, get off at of Victoria, be like, whoa, <laughs> where baby I? wipe in the toilet. There was always. I've just been speaking to my husband about this, but there was always a woman every time who was like a witch, right? She was on some freaky vibe and she'd be like in the mirror and she was like and obviously I've just come from Govan like no I've been drinking cider <laughs> in the park yeah. and I'm like what is this place yeah. like it's so overwhelming I'd cl- I'd get clean I'd go to the audition I'd literally get told no within many seconds yeah. and then I'd be back in the megabus on the same day but then you think like a <laughs> lot of people probably horrible. don't think about that as like right people see you as this hugely successful dancer yeah. which you are and you worked hard for but like Let's talk about those earlier days, right? The mm-hmm. days where you would go in, and I, I know this from being in the industry, where you go, I remember going in once, I went all the way down to Manchester, it was for a Vauxhall <laughs> ad, but I got all the way down, and I opened my mouth and she went, excuse me, um, are you Scottish? And I went, yeah, and she went, yeah, why are you here? And I went, <laughs> eh, just my agent sent me down, and she went, yeah, this isn't for a Scot. Thank you very much. And I was like, I've actually not even got to give you my script. I've not even got to tell you where I'm from yet. And there was me straight back up the road. And I'm like, how many times would the likes of a Brian Friedman have said to oh you? Oh my God, no. that was li- I literally, he pulled me out of a line one time, right? <laughs> he literally, I, I was like, when I was at college, I had a lot of energy. I mean, I had that, en- I had that yeah. loving energy, which was my superpower. And that's what I mean. This stuff is your superpower. But I think that's so important to say is like that coming from that childhood of like that, that is what you've got. You've got that drive. You've got that energy, which probably those that maybe don't come from those circumstances, they're actually normally really insecure. Whereas mm. someone like me and someone like you was a bit gallus, thought, you know what, I'll go down there. I'll show Brian Friedman and what I, we can I do. I was actually, now on reflection, I was really insecure, right? But, but you used that I, but to like... I, you, I, never, I never knew it at the time, but I'm now on reflection. But when when I'd get in these environments, it was honestly like, this is all I ever wanted. So I would do some... Crazy. I would backflip off tables. I would go up to the panel. <laughs> One time I actually, on X Factor, like, 
not choreographed or not told. I went up to Simon Cowell and like kissed his cheek, right, in the middle of a number, because he was like, "This is so funny." And then the choreographer was like, "What?" Like I'm looking a bit more irritated. And you know what? It wasn't even like it was never an intention. Like, oh my god, look at me! I would just get so overwhelmed by the environment that I would go wild. But one time, basically, in a Brian Friedman audition, it was just I was so nervous still. <laughs> and I had this big ponytail and I was at the back of the room holding the ponytail swinging the, just to be seen right and then he, he, pulled, he did the line up and he pulled me out and he was like can you go can you come back and like just like t- pull your hair out and like change your makeup and change your outfit and just come back and I was like Oh me God. okay and then came back and actually it, it, to be honest he really made my career like, I'm really? so grateful that's good my, I got fired from a lot of jobs Chloe, I know this more than anyone right but like <laughs> I, I think it's important to talk about jobs. as we sit here on a business driven podcast right so many people that I speak to so many people in business as I've said it once and I'll say it again but you mess up more than you make up oh. right and that's so true and it's important to talk about that mm-hmm. I hate when people say to me oh my god you're doing so well and I'm like if you knew yesterday mm-hmm. that I was having three square goals with a joiner fighting in the bank <laughs> over the bank cards no coming, I'm like, let's get real here. Let's talk about the real mm. world. So let's talk about, you know, how we went from that involvement of you being evolving into what I know as commercial Chloe, who would do the backflips on the telly, mm. who would be on Britain's Got Talent, but ultimately how you then decided to leave a life that you had built as mm. a world-renowned known dancer to just go, you know what, that's actually not for me anymore. You know what? Oh, it's like I've went in a full circle, but the 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 moment happened when so I was maybe twenty eight. Now I've I'm flying around the world. I'm doing all these amazing She's jobs. She's on private jets, might I'm we like, add? She's on private. I am doing. I'm like doing the. Mo- I'm living my life, You're and it. and and, I, and it wasn't that I was unhappy, but there was there was this like part of me right that was this unhealed part that was you know like it's i see it now it's like your intuitions like it was like Mm -hmm. ready to deal with this stuff Mm -hmm. and basically as a child i was sexually abused so when i'm 28 and i'm living my life and i'm in london i've got amazing friends i've got like a a amazing boyfriend i'm good but there was this like that this part of me that was like ready, and that was obviously like suppressing that my full life that I'd been abused. Do you abused. think that that was just? It's taken you probably that life skills to actually then start to deal with that. Mm-hmm. It, because and and that's why I'm so open and vulnerable because actually when you start to own that, yeah, it just loses power. Yeah. So at first it was this big massive event and basically yeah. I went to court and I got justice and you know I really went the full way mm-hmm. with it because I had started doing the work right mm-hmm. I had I had a few experiences where life didn't go my way and yeah. it was quite heavy and dark things within my work life my relationship there's so money like so many yeah. different things at one point in my life like came to my head and that was the moment that I thought like I need to deal with this and I went obviously I, I got justice and you know then I started to be like I want to help people overcome yeah. this and when I did that I started to realise that wait like I'm not defined as one thing yeah. I really love property right I honestly like, I would genuinely hand on my heart not even have to really dog so be like I'm not feeling well and watch Homes Under the Hammer all day and all night honestly I was obsessed right 
my mum at 14 my mum would go out and we had these bump beds and I sawed the bump beds to make myself a double bed like I, I would paint the room like I honestly was then, I always think that that comes from it, like do you not think and it's a fun thing that I believe of like you don't need to have one job right no. I'm you know I'm listen I'm 10 jobs Bob I do I'm more things jobs. in the week right yep. and I Love it. I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. This week, you know, I've been a radio presenter. I've been a drama teacher. I've been a business owner. I've been a bit of written. The day at five o'clock, I'm going to do an audition for a TV drama. And that's the thing. But all of the things, they are linked, right? right. They're, your crea they're your way of expressing mm -hmm. yourself. They're your creativity. I think, like, the way that we've been taught for so many years, especially in business, mm -hmm. it was like... Do something for 10,000 hours and yeah. become the very best, best that you can. It. Now, it's like we're multi-passionate beings, right? Like, it might be a slight touch of ADHD. Mm -hmm. I definitely right. know okay. there's I a tampering of that. The ADHD is ripping out of me and you. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And I love it because I, it's such it. a gift, right? It's such a gift to be able to, to be so creative and passionate. But obviously, now and knowing that, it's like, how do you refine that then? How, how do, do you, you work with yeah. it? Right, whereas before it was just like, whoa. I'm here. But it was yeah. that moment, I started to educate myself. I really did. It was like YouTube. It was starting to learn how to meditate, mm -hmm. do these different techniques and tools. I went to the jungle and did ayahuasca. I mean, I've tried it You've all. You've done it all. I've done it and all. And I think that's something that I want to emphasise here is like, I feel like probably something that we both have in common is I feel I've 10 lives and mm -hmm. I know you feel the oh same, right? Because like I'm like, lives. I have, you know, I have Reese who was the club manager. Then I had Reese who was the uni student. Then I had Reese who was this. And I'm like, mm -hmm. see all the experiences. I think they make you who you are. And I'm like, 100%. I would encourage anyone and anybody that's listening to this, anyone that's in a job that they're unhappy about is literally make the jump, find something else mm -hmm. and challenge yourself. Because I think where that excitement, where that new you, where that energy comes from is from doing something that's different like yep. you've been a dancer you've flipped properties you've made you know a fortune doing your properties you've then had your problems with your properties that you're no shy in telling me that yep. you're like I don't want to do this anymore you're now a mum you now own a business you're also a life coach and I'm like for me you've had, you've had more lives than a cat which yep. I'm all about I'm <laughs> like you know I hate cats so we won't be talking I about know. them on this podcast they freak me out and anyone that is listening that loves cats please don't tune in and please don't subscribe <laughs> but <laughs> I'm kidding no, I don't mean any harm to the cats but listen for me you are nine lives Chloe Ferns mm -hmm. the cat and I'm now like oh my god one thing on that as well like it, we're so ages been when I was younger when I thought of someone at 30 mm -hmm. I'm like you're done like yeah. 30 when you as a dancer though that's in your head because when you go to drama yeah. school or dance school you're told you hit yeah, 30 sure. you give up and it's so crazy mm -hmm. and it's so it's so detrimental in lots of people's mind I've worked with clients that that simple belief in when they're a certain age and if things haven't really figured out and, and also yeah. being a woman and babies in, in your 30s yeah. right there's all these different things that we have to meet like these these points of our life that we have to have ticked a box and if you don't tick that box box at that time you failed yeah, you've done or, something wrong and what I'm like 30 I'm 33 yeah 33 I have to check there <laughs> have to check. Check. oh my god um, and I'm like oh my god I'm just beginning like what does yeah. 40 like look like what does 50 look like I am so excited like I know I will be doing something completely different yeah but then I think that's because you love life and you're grateful for yeah, it you know you don't live your is, life in fear is. thinking like oh you know I'm going to be 30 this year and I'm going to be that and I think that like I always say something like more life let's be grateful mm. for another year let's be grateful for another life and I think that probably brings me on to talk about like right if we talk about more life and basically 
making the most of your life. How do you now, tell us what you do now with your clients as a life coach, business coach, everything that you do through your amazing business, The Soul Hub. So The Soul Hub actually is a funny story because after I had my little girl, I was, I had just came back from London. It wasn't like I wasn't mm-hmm. planning on coming back to Scotland. I was very much in an energy always of like, I guess, running away. Not even in an intentional running away, but I hated Scotland. Like, I hated the mindset. I hate, I was very like... Can, um, can we talk about the mindset in Scotland? Because I, I've said this and it's something that's quite controversial in the press about me, right? And I've said okay. it before. I've got it tight for it. But my mentality of what I was taught at school was mm-hmm. this. You go to school, you get an apprenticeship, you look forward to a two-week <laughs> all-inclusive holiday in Marmaris every year. Yeah. And that was it, right? That's what I was brought up to yeah, believe. So automatically I'm thinking, right, right, when I'm at school, you know, you've got Mr. This and Mr. That, mm-hmm. giving you that mentality. Yeah. Whereas for me, the mentality that I would rather teach children and rather teach young people is let's live in a world where things happen on a fucking big scale. Yeah. I'm like, I want to be... Why can you know be the next... Tracy Beaker and CBBC, why can you know have your own show at the age of 10? Because I think that comes from, like, the education system that we're in is For so sure. unjust in the sense where, like, you know, you must get an apprenticeship in the mm-hmm. National Rail because that's a steady role. And then you must go to Marmaris for two weeks in the summer because Jane next door's gone to Marmaris and yep, she said and it was brilliant. That. Whereas, like, that's and no life. Such a, uh, no, and this isn't like an in, on an individual level, right? This isn't, like, um, this is all of us. I'm mm. actually speaking about me as a Scottish mm-hmm. person and under, I'm I'm not like judging other people I'm just understanding how I viewed the world how I viewed yeah. the world and the journey of that and you know we're very judgmental to things that we don't know anything they about we love to we love we love to as a nation people love to pull others down I'm like listen I always think when you see Scottish person on a show I'm like on yourself oh my on God. yourself in, right whereas that comes from probably a lot of hard work and a lot of yeah. like personal development which is what you do with your clients so talk about what you do what do you do with a client what tools can you give them so I think the first and most important is like understanding your story and allowing them the space to be vulnerable and share their story in a safe environment. And then for me to 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 I guess unpack that and start to make sense of why they behave in the way they do. Why but almost unpack it in a safe way because oh, in a safe you way, don't want to be you know I've told this to you before, but I've been to more life coach therapists business coaches than what I have hot dinner which is because, so important by the because way I, we all listen, need that I love it we you know, all need that who doesn't want to go and take an hour at your week to make sure that your heat is actually alright this but, isn't always about just if you're not if you're not good uh-huh. right it's even like with it's this hub, it's not like oh this is the best ways to deal with your trauma and optimise your life it's actually like as a human being now there's so much evidence there's like you know like biohacking mm-hmm. we are so what we know is so limited now that now I know everything but now my eyes are open to well we can really optimise this Mm -hmm. machine so the only way to do that is by going to other people for other people to have a different perspective it's not that the person but also it's not a judge it's not a judging situation you're basically working I always say like it's like a sounding board right and you need someone like I always like uh, me and you we'll come on to that in a minute about like how we kind of started working together but like you know, it's another opinion on your life. Why should you just make big life decisions on your own when and you can when pick up the phone? In, when you're in it as well, you're not getting clarity on the... Like, you're emotionally involved yeah. in your own situations. Yeah. When someone from a, an external is looking in, they can just see it completely mm-hmm. differently. And it's just, it's just help and guidance. And, you know, like... 
even now I'm like I want to always have a anybody successful has a coach right but any, everybody like anyone. listen anybody that goes to football anybody that plays tennis yeah. anybody that is an actor you have a coach yeah. so why should we not have a coach in the life the most important and right. I feel like again it's just um, the language and the media and all these different things of um, it's a stigma labor, that, a stigma. Yeah. It's a stigma that well. you are not well. So then that kind of brings me on to like your mission, and and I'll be very forthcoming in saying this is I believe that your mission now is to empower everybody else through your yep. trauma, your yep. story, but to yep. empower them to believe in themselves, empower yeah. them to go. Do you know what? Give them that get up and go. And Chloe does that. If you don't already know, Chloe does that through cold water therapy. She sells her own soul hub packs, which you'll get mm. a cold water tub, you'll get a journal, but also on top of that, you have the service of you, which. I I think a sounding board, a mentor, guidance is so important. But let's kind of jump a little bit and let's talk about how me and you started Ooh, working right. together. Yeah. So, Chloe, I I can still remember, I could probably tell you word for word what I messaged you. <laughs> and I remember, for anyone that doesn't know, I've had many life coaches in life and it's been bloody brilliant. I've had The Key, I've had Megan, mm-hmm. I've had Christine, I've had a guy, uh, Bill, from Manchester. But ultimately, why I came to you is I thought, shit she's actually pretty fucking normal and I'm like you know mm. you almost and I did feel like when you go to you know when I used to go to someone from Manchester they would look at me and they'd go right where's the problem and I'm like you know we're all fucked we're all tapped and when I was like when I spoke to you I thought god she's actually like very genuine very heartfelt and actually it's just dirty better people and I think if there's one thing that I would say to anyone that is encouraging or that is thinking about getting in touch with you it's like there is no judgement when it comes to you and I think that for me was the reason why I came to you and you know as everyone I'm pretty open as I say you know everybody's got a story in life but like listen I think it's about how you counteract that to progress on in life. So that tell me how we means so much. Like I, yeah, like a lot. Like I'm like, oh my god. But it's true, and I'm like, I'm not just saying that because we're sat here in no, a podcast. No, I talk to each other like Chloe. Me and, and I you. also know that you know uh-huh, when it's like uh-huh. it's real, it's genuine, it's real, and that's my, the reason I actually went and studied to even become that, and you know, like took my life in a different mm-hmm. path path is because when I went to court for that abuse case mm-hmm. like I went through the system and yeah. went to the rape crisis and yeah. you know like in that moment I, I thought I wish I never wish done any someone, of this I wish I hated I was so resentful I, I was like a number on a list and you know I just felt like mm-hmm. I had just opened up my heart to these people and then and, they go no worries there you go yeah and I just was like lost and then obviously after a couple of years of doing work I thought all right, that's it. It clicked. It was like my mission and job is to be exactly what I needed in that moment, and that is what it is. Like, there's just no judgment. I just don't. And I think that's important to say. Is like I, I say this all the time, and like anyone that walks through my door at the theatre skills, like no matter what you are, who you are, right? Yeah. Listen, everybody's got a phone voice, and some people always say to me, "You sound really different to what you do in the telly," and I'm like. I sound a wee bit different than telly because I get told off every producer I can't understand a fucking word you're saying so some of my producers some of your producers will say and it's not and it's not a reflection on like they don't understand me but equally right I speak 100 mile an hour you speak 100 mile an hour so if I am in a job or I'm in the running to join a brand new drama they're going to go Reese, just soften it so sometimes when you see me on the lovely Lord Sugar's Apprentice I'm still me I'm still who I yes. am but sometimes I'll, I'll naturally need to soften it because you're up against like no under, no being understood if I'm not understood in the edit I ain't making the cut right that is a trauma that I'm still you're still dealing I'm with I'm still when I, when I moved to London and went to Erdang like 
I honestly, every every conversation with fellow students, with teachers, with I mean anyone on the tube, like anyone would just go. I would speak, and I was so rough and young and but broke Chloe, and right, traumatized. That comes from all of us that leave Glasgow and go to London, right? I still laugh at the first ever big agent I had. I'll never forget. I'll not name her name because she'll probably come to my door. She was a crackpot, <laughs> but I remember when she went. Yeah, could you just slow down? <laughs> and I remember being like, I did it. I just want him on Coney Street and I just want him on Emmerdale and blah, 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 blah. And she just was like, she must have thought, what's wrong with this wee guy? And I think it just comes from like age and going, mm. just chill out. And I used to, in auditions, I would go forward and then say my name and they'd say, Louie, Louie, Louie. And I'm like, no, Chloe. They're like, Louie? I'm like, no, Chloe. And then I started, and it was like a funny thing in the industry. I'd like go forward and be like, hello, my name's Chloe Ferns and I trained at Erdang Academy. That and was your like, stage yeah, everyone, And then they would give you the job. And, and then everyone would be like laughing because that's the only way I could get it. But now, on, even again, in reflection, now I want to talk. I want to be a speaker. I, want, I was so traumatised around my voice. And I think that's just like hopefully an inspiring thing here because I never, ever, ever thought that I would ever want to speak, right? Because speaking was such a traumatic event and now all I want to do is talk. talk. But then, Chloe, as a human, right, I if you were to ask me what my dream job would be, first of all, I'm choking for a shift in the A&E department at the Royal, right, because I just find it dead fascinating. But other than that, I just love love to talk. I'm Mm. like, if I could choose one job, like, you know, it's just to talk to real, genuine people. We do open days at the school. And I find myself talking to, you know, guy came in last week, he said more jobs than me. I was, I was just like pure drawn to him, mm. talking a lot of shite for hours. How but good. what then comes on to us is like talking as a method of escape, talking yeah. as a method of therapy. So let's talk about me and you, right? So how did we first start doing sessions? What was your first opinion of me oh. when I first came on that call? I, I honestly, I, I loved that you actually spoke about it. I was telling one of the girls yesterday who met you. Mm-hmm. I was like, he was coaching me and I had to be like stop <laughs> coaching me stop I'm coaching you and I, I, I remember I really do remember it because obviously you are, have always been so, since I met you anyway like you've always been super successful for your age even now I'm just like your age it is Honestly, yeah. remarkable. So for anyone that maybe doesn't know, I am 26, living in a 45-year-old man's body because yeah. I feel like I've been I here for I think it's really years. clear that mm-hmm. you need to always say you're 26 mm-hmm. because I feel like your energy and how you hold yourself and your persona does not give that away and that's really inspiring. So I was so inspired by you, but then I knew... I there was work that needed to be there done. There was work that needed to be done and it was that deeper work. It was mm-hmm. the stuff that, no, I've dealt with that. I don't need to deal with that. And and I, I that, remember... That younger Reese, the, the wee dick, that'd be like, Shut, no, that's, I'm fine. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 I, I know. And I knew, and I was like, I know you're fine and I know what that is because I also feel the it's same. It's like a self-defence. But it was, but... I could see. And I remember when we started to do it, and then we would have the phone calls and just so many things unfolded and there was a lot of healing. Uh, I right. remember one specific, the way we'd walk around that Kelvin Grove Park. <laughs> I remember so, walking through the gates. I remember us talking about um, the business, building it But do it you know, think, right, so we started working together about three years ago, right? What and the, the reason why I came to you was because I felt like I'd been to business coaches and I'm not saying like, you know, you need to put the work in as a student, right? And you need to go away and do the work. But I came to you because I firmly believed that my business was fine. I didn't mm-hmm. need somebody to give mm-hmm. me a helping hand. But I felt like for me, Reese Donnelly as a human, mm-hmm. I just needed to fucking sit back and go, 
what do you need to do for you for once? And I think that's one thing that was very, very important and very clear when I first met you is we kept saying, it's personal. It's not about the business. Yep. Although we would talk about the business and yep, make yep, small yep. goals, but I kept saying to you, like, I'm trapped in my own business and, I, and like, yep. now I sit here, I can laugh about it, right? But, like, genuinely, I was caught in a way where I was so trapped and caught up in my own business that I couldn't breathe. Yep. And I felt suffocated in the sense where I was like, I was, I was actually scared to take a day off because mm-hmm. I was so in fear of that it was going to go or it was going to burst yep, or that yep, yep, somebody yep. was going to take it away from me. And it actually took me a lot of like well, dealing with and a lot of like emotional again, work that's to go. So coming it from is, where we come from, that like we're not deserving of. Like, I'm not deserving of owning a successor. Mm-hmm. I'm not deserving of a day off because, mm-hmm. you know, if I take a day off, her in the corner, there's something a so theatre school is going to take right? over. Yeah. And I'm like, and it took me a lot of work to actually realise that, now hold on a minute here. I've worked a lot on the business. I've given those kids my fucking life and mm-hmm. I would still would, right? I love my students. I love working with them. But it was getting to the point where I was like start, actually starting to hate myself. Yep, yep, and I yep. didn't like the person I was because I was addicted to working. Mm-hmm. And I saw a TikTok the other day and I was like, my addiction is this, this, and this. And I was like, I was addicted to working. Yep, that's and that's not a nice quality to have. And also it's like we identify, like, you know, like there's all these different parts of us, but I was just Chloe the dancer. And now, then even like Chloe now... The, the coach and the mm. healer and the person who wants to do yeah. but there's that's that's one yeah, small one aspect span of, you. of all of these different parts oh, of no, us okay. and when you don't when you don't start to get to know the parts you don't even yeah. know they exist for one but I think as well it's also important to add that like you know you can have many strings to your bow but the reason and what helped me so much with our kind of as a life coach is I just actually needed to sort my own life out and yep. figure hold on a minute here I've given fucking years to this school I love it it's given me a life that I'm so th- thankful for but I'm actually going to end up having a nervous breakdown if I don't take a day off so me and Chloe worked quite intensely on like taking that day taking that half day Mm -hmm. but ultimately it then led me to the discovery that I actually didn't want to be as much involved in the school now I say this and I'm there every day right but I'm there at a choice but I wanted to work on mentally but I also wanted to work on me the Reese Donnelly who wanted to be an actor who wanted to be on the telly who wanted to be a presenter and ultimately we sat here now three years later right and we did good (laughs) I'm like listen we've had great and we've talked about all this right like all of this that we're doing what, now. You know, without being like, oh, even like manifesting, it's, it's like in t- making things intentional. Like even our connection to ourselves, like spiritually, like yeah. I know that's still such a new... But we, we are quite deep, right? So let's just think yeah. about that. When we yeah. say spiritually, like, I'm not saying that me and Chloe are sitting there playing, praying to God or praying to Allah, right? But we are spiritually connected. So I believe in, you know, signs. I believe in the times. I believe yeah. in the moon. I believe in connections with it. But ultimately that comes it's, because it's, of studying. Like we studied really deep. It, spirituality, it just means like forming a connection with yourself mm-hmm. a deeper connection with yourself no needing you know like validation uh, in Scotland they're not yeah. perfect thing I was so driven by materialism yeah. it's like if you've got the Range Rover or the Rolex then that means you are you're it, you're it right and and when we're all come from nothing it's like but I then, remember I'm going to say like so for anyone listening to that it's like when you get it, what does it make you feel? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Right? Like, nothing. So, so I always think, like, both of us sit here as people that have, like, you know, I used to be like, oh, I just, I'll work before, I'll work so I can buy a Range Rover. Yep. You get the Range Rover, and I'm like, I, I'll, the best car I've ever had in my life. I, do you remember that I had this first car? It was terrible, but fuck me, I loved it. It got me for A to B, right? And I'm yep. like, the, no, I actually love the feeling of driving, and it's like you're institutionalized to think that material things. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we but don't like nice things. And then on the flip, now I'm, I'm thinking, like, also, I'm very deep in this like spiritual path, and you know, like I'm only at the beginning, but I'm, I'm, 
But also that doesn't mean you can't have the luxuries. It's Aye, where it's is the intention coming mm-hmm. from? Am I doing this because I want to be seen mm-hmm. and for people to validate me because I have these you things? Have or do I not need that validation? But actually, yeah, I want to like have a you nice experience. Nice things, you work hard. So it's it's always the intention, right? But I feel like when we started to work and we started to dig deeper into like that younger race, yeah. knowing where these behaviours came from, knowing where these rea- it's yeah. reactions right. as well. And, right, you always used to say to me, <laughs> I say this to everyone. Reese, before he and me did the development, the work, I was a ticking time bomb, yeah. right? And at any given point, <laughs> if I would have erupted, hell men, whoever I took it out yep. of. And what you just say is like, that healing process is like, I was so uptight and anxious I was like a ticking time bomb mm-hmm. and at any given and point and most of all of us and that's the thing that's why starting to recognise and you know like not being scared to go to these parts of yourself mm-hmm. or just owning your, owning your story doesn't mean coming on a podcast no, and telling them not at all right? it means writing your story, it down writing talking it down it. Think talking about, about it thinking about it starting to like if it makes you feel uncomfortable like going to their places and, and understanding what, where and that, I think that like, comes one, from one thing that me and you did that I thought was fantastic and as I've said you know if I'm going to sit here and be an open book I'm going to talk about something but like I um, have zero relationship with my dad in life don't want a relationship with him and do you know what like old race used to be very resentful I don't wish anybody in life any harm no one that I've like I genuinely wish everyone in the world every success I wish everyone happiness mm-hmm. but I basically kept going through this point where I'm like, why is this guy no understanding that I actually don't want to reply to your texts? So I'll never forget me and you had a session. I was like, I remember we were arguing at one point. I was like, no, you will. No, because I was like, like, no, I was like, like, Reese would have just been like, block and delete, right? Um, And I kept going back to like, I don't wish anyone any harm in life. I genuinely love people. I love the world and I wish everyone every success. But I don't want a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. I've never have done and I never want one. And I had to actually get over like why. I wrote down why and I still believe those values. Mm -hmm. So me 10 years ago, me five years ago, would have probably drove to the house, started shouting and bawling, caused an absolute uproar, spoke about it for five days and then would have shut up about it. But in this instance, you'll remember, I actually scheduled in a call. So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to be very mature. I felt like I was booking a view in for a house. I was like, hi, I would like to speak to you at this point, at this time, and this is what we are going to discuss and you're going to listen to me. As your son that doesn't want a relationship with you, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why I don't and I want you to respect that. Mm-hmm. So I literally was so level-headed. I let him do the moaning, I let him do the greeting, I let him do the shouting, and I went, okay, thank you. And um, now I'm going to speak. So my view on it is this. I don't want a relationship with you. I don't want you any harm in life. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I just want you to know that, like, I'm not ignoring you. I don't want to have a relationship. You need to respect my decision. Yeah. And see, after that, it's like you feel light. You feel like, mm-hmm. do you know what? I'm like, there's no trauma. The, there's no. There's, there's no the aggro. Is, it doesn't always need this. This is what this journey is made. Like you know, when you walk this path, it's going to be all sunshine uh-huh. and rainbows. It's so. It's so heavy. You have to have these, you know, when we say getting uncomfortable, that's a whole thing with the water, like getting, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. That means by having difficult conversations, Conversations. setting boundaries. But but in business, I think that then equips you by having a coach like you is, okay, me and you work together on a very personal level. Mm -hmm. You helped me deal with a lot where I was like, I want to remove this, I want to deal with this. Mm -hmm. But ultimately now in business, I don't have a problem with sitting down and saying to yep. someone, you're not performing, you're underperforming, you're <laughs> you not hitting have a the problem, key. We know I that. don't have a problem with that because you know what? I'm like, I'm pretty confident in saying, like, I'm here to help you, but you take the piss, and I will mm-hmm. be very forthcoming in saying, well, listen, I've put in these procedures, and I think there's one thing that I want to say if anyone's listening is like, owning a business is a bit of a trial and error. As Amy Moore said, it's winging it. But ultimately, it comes down to 
going, hold on a minute here, pick your battles wisely. And picking your battles in a way. So I want to move on to, let's just sum up. um, At the start of the journey with me and you, let's describe the wreaths that came to you in three words. Um, The wreaths that came to me was, I'd say like, really like energised. I've always been... Successful and very um, assertive. I would say that one word I would have said was stubborn. You I had stubborn, a certain yeah. stubbornness to me that, Not like, so nice. okay, that, like, I mean, yeah, you are being nice because I would have said if I no, came to you, was... th- three words I came to you, it was like, I know what I wanted, I was quite positive, but I still had a wee dick mentality when I was like, <laughs> I want to be a wee dick and moan at everybody and shout at everybody. And I think that. No, you won that. You won that. You won that. No. No. I think that, like, I just. I don't. I, I, I feel like you. I feel like you might have been that in your other worlds, but, like, with me, For you, you won no. that. Okay, so I think. I, that... I honestly do think as. as I saw a lot of the real you. Yeah, and I believe that. Yeah. So now that we sit here three years later, yeah. all the work that we done, let's just try and sum this up. What did we put out a plan to create? Wow, we put out a plan to create um, building Reese's personal career back mm-hmm. up so that whatever that looked like, that just meant it could have been um, acting, playing other roles, it could have been presenting, it could have been um, potentially even other businesses, yeah. but just, it was all about Reese. As the brand. Not, not mm-hmm. Reese as a theatre school and being identified only with that. It was like you as a brand. So Reese the brand, but what did we also work on? Me and you worked on something so, so special, I think. And for anyone that doesn't know this, at the start of lockdown, I decided to take on a project that literally skinned me to the bone. Yeah. And I, you know me, I'm all in or all out, yeah. right? So I was basically presented with a unit that was going to skin me to the bone and take every bank account I, I feel like out. even when we were thinking about it, we weren't thinking skin you to that bone. No, 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 no we no. had no clue no, of how. No so like, I think we originally <laughs> yeah. went like, so in short, I had basically took on a unit, well, I was going to take on a unit to change the theatre school during lockdown, might I add. Neighbours open, yeah. but I'm already <laughs> thinking, where am I going You're next? Thinking, this is great. I'm thinking, this is great. You know, um, Nikki's probably going to give us a shout and we'll probably be out the house in two weeks and everything will be back. Yep. To normal. Fast forward two and a half years, and my business still isn't open. I'm still in lockdown. But um, what I basically made the decision of, and I came to you, is I was like, in order for me to go big here, mm-hmm. I need to come out of this lockdown and I need to go bang. Nobody else is getting a bit of this. Mm-hmm. And okay, there's other colleges, there's other theatre schools, but the college wasn't even an idea no, yet. No. And I said to you, I was like, I'm opening a college out of lockdown and I'm taking my business to the next level. Mm-hmm. I found a unit in the city centre, and in short, I basically had to fund and find a quarter of a million pound to open mm-hmm. it and to launch it and from someone of like my mentality back years ago like a wee guy from a scheme that normally would have scared yeah. me but I don't know what I found in me but do you remember I kept going should I do it should I not yeah. should I do it and now I'm like and yeah. and, and I, I we we knew like the only they the questions are that they fears and uh-huh. that that, that old person coming in that that person like tainting your your view but I could see it and I, I'm so glad it worked out because if I ran you down that path and then <laughs> but I knew you know what like that's the thing like it's always going to work yeah. but like, what's because you put your mind to it yeah so like, for me in property there were so so many experiences and so much big numbers like big high numbers like it would scare you oh, in life. like um, auction properties needing to find 400 grand in 20 days but then, and but, just being like Chloe, I'm going to say oh, this right see now tough. like sometimes when I even say to my mum I'll never forget like a few days before opening the studio I went fuck I went um, oh, I've got a billing for the air conditioner I went 
I thought it'd be a couple of grand. I went, the guy's looking for 37 grand. Oh and she went, oh, fuck, what you got to do? And I went, honestly, I went, I'm shattered. I'm going to go to my bed and I'll deal with it tomorrow. And I remember speaking to the next day and she went, how have you slept? And I was like, because you become institutionalised yeah. to go, do you know what, it'll, it, it'll all work itself mm-hmm. out. And seeing life, like, see that fear of panic and whatever, everything is always all right. There's Everything no, is even always, because the thing is, and and I've had the experiences where I've went for things, and and then it's not what to mm-hmm. do a lots of external things, but then there's lessons in that, there's and that puts you on the next, the, the next, next bit, and the next bit, and the next bit. And so let me let me ask you this: so when I arrived at you, I would say I was confident myself I knew what I was doing my business but I would say personally I had a lot of work to do yeah. and I think honestly as I sit here three years later I can wholeheartedly say I have achieved everything that I wanted to achieve oh. and it's probably time for us to go back to the vision boards and make some fresh some fresh ideas I remember we did the vision board with the Range Rover the board the the, the abs the school okay um, the abs for anybody that's watching I don't have a six pack yet that's one thing that I still need to develop ab, on. I, but I am training at the gym and you are I'm aware of my health and, ab, and I don't tan the crispies every day okay good okay. start but I think ultimately what it comes down to is like, <laughs> now we can sit here and laugh about this, right? But for three years, it took a three-year battle of me going, okay, I need to put myself back out there, I need to go to an audition. Chloe, at any given point, we didn't know what I was going to do. No. I could have literally been on Emmerdale, I could have been on Hollyoaks, and lo and behold... And even that process, like... It's not easy. It sound like, oh, it was just that easy. It was like a lot of us really trying to like get up our contact books and really no, understand we were phoning everybody and it wasn't the either, like, emails that I were want, getting I want people back. to be aware as well this mm-hmm. wasn't me like I want to be on the telly this is me thinking like hold on a minute here I've started a theatre school because I'm an actor I trained as an mm-hmm. actor I dedicated mm-hmm. four years of my life to be an actor and I've already like, jumped it stopped it and started focusing on yep, other people yep, yep. and I just felt a kind of a life of well do you know what like okay I've did good jobs like you but I need to do something for myself mm-hmm. and I need to put myself back out there yep. before I end up 50 and going you know what I should have went back into that and that realisation found me at you yeah me and you worked together on the tools and honestly at any given point I was like Chloe I don't, this week I might be and honestly if my agent is watching this I think over the years I have probably auditioned for more shows than what bloody I don't know Jane McDonald's auditioned for or Helen Flanagan because like we talk about this and Helen's one of my good friends but we, like I then started discovering that, like hold on actually don't know if it's actually acting like I'm not enjoying this process mm-hmm. lo and behold fast forward we sit here now and I have just finished a season on The Apprentice which is fantastic it was fantastic but it made me realise that like hold on a minute here I don't need to be in River City to understand that like I need to put myself out there yeah. I just needed that opportunity to walk away from the business right mm-hmm. because I needed to distance myself from it I mean I maybe took it to new extremes by distancing myself for three months with no phone but all I needed was you breathing did. space. Oh, no. That's I all I needed. Like I just needed. Uh, no, no, no. Remember <laughs> some of that says. So basically, what I do is like I. Yeah, I know what you're um, Basically, what I decided to do was distance myself from the business to figure out what I loved about it and what yeah. I didn't. And because when I was here, I was just obsessed with it. So that kind of leaves me on to you and your younger self. If anyone is watching this now that you sit here as a successful entrepreneur, a super mum, everything else you do, an ex professional dancer who still does it, is like, if you could give any advice to anyone younger listening to this, anyone that you think, if you would have watched this when you were younger and thought, I want to do this. We both come from mm-hmm. a performing arts background. We've both worked in the creative industries. But if you, Chloe Fern, sat here, the CEO, businesswoman and mum that you are, what advice would you give to your younger self? So number one, your story doesn't define you. 
Number two, education is key. Seek new information. Seek new teachings, new wisdom, new insights. Number three is reparent yourself. And number four, don't be afraid to talk. Yes, don't be, and don't be afraid to fail, guys. Like, I know. I am failing every day. Up and Everybody's failing every I'm day. I'm like, one minute, honestly, and this is the thing about life, right? Like, we're not saying do this work and you're going to be sorted, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is about learning how to manage. And learning how to realise, like, okay, I've messed up there, but how do we fix it yeah. going forward? And what, what, what can I, how can I adapt my strategy then? Mm-hmm. What, what is that there? Because all these things that we do, all these things that happen to us, all these conversations, all these people that hurt us, all of these people that cheat on us and do this and do this, they're only there to help us learn about ourselves. So if we are constantly in victim mentality... But I think as well it's just about evolving and realising that, like, listen, everybody here, and I just hope that everybody that is listening to this podcast and everybody that is engaging with this podcast is aware that every single guest I will be bringing on here, we are all on a development process together. And I just hope that by you, the listener, by you, the watcher, that we can all evolve together, that we can slowly develop. And do you know what? I'm not saying that we're here to change the world because I think there's bigger problems there. But I just hope that if anyone can take one thing from this, Mm -hmm. it's that, do you know what? You are the creator of your own future. You're going to be the person that needs to go and get there. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I would like to say. So. And like last, like we are not our thoughts. Like yes, so we powerful. are not our thoughts. We are not our thoughts. We are not our environment. We are everything that we think and we do. Like we believe is the truth, and, and actually, it, it's not. I think if we were to sum this up as a finale from the prologue. Okay. As the CEO sat here of the Scottish CEO show, <laughs> let's choose a favourite quote. You know I love a quote. Okay. So I, um, everybody knows I change my phone every single Monday to a new quote and every single Monday I set an alarm. So if we were to wrap this up and if mm-hmm. we were to say choose one quote to sum up what you would like to educate the world to be. So... Me, Reese Donnelly, sat here as the host and CEO of two businesses. I would probably say this week one is do one thing every single day that scares you. Does that mean you're going to get in that tub? Um, no. Yeah. But I'm actually, um, I'm going to an addition in about half an is hour, it? so that'll scare me. Um, and Chloe, let's just wrap so, that up. So if you were to tell me one thing, one quote that gets you through. In life, we either win or we learn. Yeah. Like, really simple. There's no losing. It's either we win or we, we learn. Learn. Great. Chloe, thank you thank so you. much for thank joining me. I have loved having you on. The amazing Chloe Ferns. If you want to find out My more. My name's Chloe McNevin, by the way. I'm married. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Show's the ring. Get that on the camera. Let's see it. Um, okay, so the amazing Chloe Ferns. Chloe McNevin, CEO, director of the Soul Hub, international dancer. Thank you so much. I'm also for... an ultra runner now. Can you add that? Sorry, yeah. I'm if really anyone... proud of that achievement. It's like a big deal for me at the moment. Please don't let anyone forget that Chloe ran a marathon. Um, so... It's not a marathon. Oh, Oh, sorry, it's an ultramarathon. That is like five marathons. Five marathons. Great, Don't call it a marathon. Come on. <laughs> and all the work we do with Chloe, this is what she needs to change. No, thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you, thank you to my amazing guests on the prologue. Thank you to my mum. Thank you to Amy and my final guest, Chloe. If you have enjoyed this, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening.